0: Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there, we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place. And if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Prepare a room. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been focusing on verse 22 in the book of Philemon, which is a little 25-verse letter written by the Apostle Paul. If you missed any of the last couple of weeks, uh, you can check it out on YouTube or on our podcast. And remember, uh, when we have In-Person Church, which is every fortnight now, uh, I do a special podcast-only version, or whoever's preaching does a special podcast-only version of... Uh, the Sermon. So you can check it out there. And sometimes I like to sneak in some extra content there for uh, for people who uh, check that out. But just we, we want to make everything available so uh, we can all stay engaged and stay on pace together and stay united. But let's read. Paul is about to finish his letter. And then he says this in verse 22 of Philemon. One more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me. For I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers... And let me return to you soon. So prepare a guest room for me. Let's read it from the CEV. Please get a room ready for me. I hope your prayers will be answered and I can visit you. And then let's read it from the New King James Version, my favorite translation of this verse. But meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers, I shall be granted to you. Paul says, prepare a room for me. For I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers and I can come and visit you. We've been talking about coupling our prayers with preparation and steps of faith. Paul says, Philemon, I know you've been praying that I would come and visit you and I want to come and visit you. So get a guest room ready. Let's get preparing. And, and, and while you're waiting, you know what I mean? That, that word meanwhile in, in the New King James Version, uh, it means at the same time. It means at once, together. And there are lots of things that we pray for. But meanwhile, what are we doing about it? What faith steps are we taking towards it? You know, there are some things that we must wait on. There's nothing we can prepare. There's nothing we can do. But I would argue that there are many things. I would even say a majority of things that we pray for and are believing God for that we should start taking faith steps towards and not just wait for, for the skies to split open. No, let's start believing God, stepping out in faith. You know, I could just imagine Philemon getting the guest room ready in faith Getting to work in faith. Amen. And many things that we are praying for also have a meanwhile moment to them. Uh, And it's what we do in the meantime that says so much about our trust and faith in God. Uh, So we have taken this thought and focused on three rooms. We've used it as a bit of a springboard into talking about three rooms in our lives where we can start preparing. Uh, These are things that we pray for, but we can also take faith steps towards, you know, the faith steps towards something do not replace the praying. No, no, we, we, we can, we still pray. Absolutely. But we don't just become passive in our prayers. We take steps of faith. Come on. Uh, so the rooms that we've focused on are uh, the room for my marriage and family, the room for my unsaved friends and the room for the poor. That's what we spoke about last week at everyone Sunday. And it's one thing to pray for your marriage for your kids, for your unsaved friends, or even the poor and disadvantaged. But what are we doing in the meantime? What are we doing in our meanwhile moments? We're believing that God would bring breakthrough. Come on, well, let's start stepping out. I believe it's time to step out. It's time to start preparing. Send a text, invite someone to church, go on a date, uh, get a coffee, pay pay for a cataract surgery in India. Or, or a heart surgery in Vietnam. And there's so much we could say and share about this whole realm and topic because we're really talking about faith. We're talking about prayer and faith, amen? But today I wanna conclude uh, this little series with uh, by focusing on one last room, and that is the room for discipleship. The room for discipleship. Paul says, prepare a room for me, for I'm hoping God will answer your prayers And then I'll be able to come to you. Now, when we talk about discipleship, especially here at Everyone Church, we're talking about our intentional pursuit toward spiritual maturity. Now, what is spiritual maturity? When we become Christians, we begin the journey toward being with Jesus in heaven and becoming like him on earth. So salvation, in many ways, is a one-day thing, but it's also an everyday thing. Discipleship is about the journey toward spiritual maturity in the everyday, when you're at work, when you're with the fam, uh, when you're playing Fortnite. It's about being Christ-like, being spiritually mature every single moment of every day. The end goal is that you would be like Jesus, that you would mature into Christ-likeness, that his purpose would become your purpose. I love what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter two, in verse two, he says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. God's plan for you is that you would grow up in your salvation. I mean, we all have areas in our lives where we need to grow up a bit. Uh, We have areas in all of our lives where we act like children. Uh, Some of us, uh, we act dependent or needy or immature. Uh, So what is the answer to that? What is the path toward maturity? Well, we mature, we grow through discipleship. And here's the thing much of discipleship takes place alongside others, other people. Uh, not all of your discipleship can happen with podcasts or YouTube. Uh, Some can, obviously there's great benefit in learning and understanding the scriptures through podcasts, through YouTube, through study, but, but nowhere near everything in discipleship can take place solo because Christianity is communal and God uses the people around me to help achieve his purposes within me. This is how he does things. And unfortunately, many of us sit passively waiting to grow, just sitting there you know, it's almost like we take the metaphor of like a plant growing, uh, like too literally. We just don't do anything and we think that we're going to help. We, we might even cry out, help me grow, Lord. I want to know more of you, Lord. Uh, and we forget that growth takes intentionality. As you journey in discipleship, you mature. Paul says, prepare a room for me, for I'm hoping God will answer your prayers and are you praying and believing for maturity in your walk with God? Well, let's couple those prayers and desires with preparation. I mean, what was Paul's role in Philemon's life? It's interesting that when Paul addresses this uh, letter at, at the very start of it in verse one, he says this, "I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister Apia, and to our fellow soldier, Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. So now this gives us a bit of context as to who Paul was to them and who they were to Paul. Scholars believe that Aphia may may have been uh, Philemon's sister or even uh, his wife. Um, Archippus was a fellow worker and is mentioned in the book of Colossians as well. Uh, And I guess I'm getting back to the actual context of the book of Philemon. Paul says, hey, prepare a room for me, for Paul. I, I, I'm, I am somebody in your life, for I'm hoping God will answer your prayers and I'll be able to come to you. Paul obviously had a discipleship role in Philemon's life. And it's quite clear that when you read Paul's letters uh, and you see the, the patterns in his teaching well, you, and you read about them in Acts, he lived in proximity to others. Uh, He loved people. He did life with people. That was the way he did things. And we see that through this request, Paul, he he wanted to visit Philemon. He's like, man, I want to visit you. And we see that Philemon obviously had a deep desire and was praying that Paul would come and visit him as well. Now, here's the thing. God brings people into your life that can help you on your discipleship journey, much like Paul was helping Philemon. And I love that Paul says that Philemon's my co-worker. I'm sure Philemon was helping Paul as well. Uh, and, you know, fellow workers, faith friends, purpose partners, disciples, and I, I'm not talking about a, a church program or, or a group leader. Uh, just because you're in someone's small group doesn't mean that they have a discipleship role in your life by default. Now, Paul obviously had a discipleship role in Philemon's life. I mean, he's writing to him on a personal matter and he's expressing his desire to visit him, okay? These are the details here. Paul says, prepare a room for me, Philemon, that I'm believing God would answer your prayers and I would be able to come and visit you soon. And how are you, here's the big question for today, how are you preparing room in your life for someone to help you on your discipleship journey. Is there anyone in your life today that is helping you on your journey? Because discipleship takes place in proximity. In proximity. Uh, discipleship is not a title. It's in proximity where we truly get to know one another. In community. In friendship. in Where there's a relationship there, I mean, you want to mature? Well, ask someone who knows you, not someone who just met you two seconds ago, uh, no, no, or just saw your Facebook profile. No, ask someone who knows you where you need to grow up a bit. You know, Maria, and my desire and prayer is that everyone church would be a greenhouse for growth in every area of your life, uh, relationally. Uh, with your spiritual maturity, with your understanding of the scriptures, with your uh, ability to and and willingness and opportunities to help the poor and to bless others. This is why we have Connect Groups, so that we would know and grow. This is why we put so much focus on church community, not just a service or an event. And this is why one of our values is to engage in discipleship. And our hope is that there would be ample opportunity for you in this church to engage in discipleship. So in many ways, we're preparing a room for you. (laughs) We are in many, many ways. And now discipleship is not just attendance to an event or a connect group. No, it's opening your life to someone. You think about Philemon, opening his home to The Apostle Paul. Now, I'm not saying that you need to invite Maria and I over to stay. It doesn't necessarily have to be Maria and I. I'm just saying there needs to be people in your life that you open up to. Good, God-loving people of character, right? This this isn't just opening your life up to anyone. No, there's trust involved. These things take time. Uh, This isn't a position in your life that you give to anyone, anywhere. No, we need to be wise about who we make room for in our life. Absolutely. I mean, like, what are some good qualities of a discipler? Qualities of a good discipler. Well, I've noted down a few here, and we probably should do a whole teaching on this one day. We will. But, you know, someone who has maturity and integrity, Uh, absolutely someone who has an understanding of scripture this is really really important you know they might seem mature and 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 they might even do really churchy stuff but they might not understand the scriptures at all and and be or be able to direct you towards God's word someone who prays for you absolutely pray who pray someone who who you have good alignment and unity with uh you know if they have and I think that's really important when it comes to the scriptures if they have really out there, you know, conspiracy theory views, and you want to engage in discipleship with them, well, you're going to probably have issues. You're going to have tug of wars. And sometimes, you know, uh, uh, helpful debate is good. But a lot of the times, it just takes a lot of energy, to be honest. And, And because you want someone, another quality of a good discipler is they encourage you. They encourage you. Uh, they're not just the person that, you know, every time you get a text and they say, hey, you want to hang out, you want to catch up, you're thinking, oh no, what are they going to tell me? Oh no, which is a huge issue in church cultures today. Every interaction with somebody who is discipling us is, a, is, a, is an interaction of correction. Well, we want to engage in discipleship that is just coded with encouragement. Someone that encourages you, someone, that, someone that's honest with you, someone who points you towards Christ not just themselves or their ministry, someone who builds you towards Christ, not just their personality type or their church need. You know, Maria and I have made it a goal that, you know, we wouldn't put the needs of our church plant above uh, the the needs of people in our church to grow in the Lord. It's more our prize in church planning and pastoring a church is that you would be equipped to do the work of the ministry that God has given you. Come on, that's our, that's our goal. So, you know, how are we preparing room in our life for people to disciple us? Uh, just a quick thought today, because I know we've had video testimony and a bunch of other things, but, you know, I've found for me personally, uh, the more I have uh, matured in God, the more I've had put some runs on the board in, in, that, in, in areas of my life, uh, the more I've had to actually be really intentional about finding people and, and, and uh, engaging with people in, in discipleship. You know, um, and and not shying away from that. Um, you know, and th- and if you are in a place, you know, I'm talking to members of our church. If you're just visiting today, uh, then we're grateful that you you would join us. But if you if you're a member of Everyone Church and you feel like you don't have someone in your life that that speaks into your life that you can ask questions to that prays for you that is there with you doing the journey with you well let us know we would we would love to help you we would love to help you find someone that who can you can engage in discipleship with so Paul says prepare a room for me Philemon for I'm hoping God will answer your prayers and I can come and visit and uh just a quick thought this week, and I, I hope uh, you can join us for church next week, in-person church again, amen. And uh, and guys, we have Connect Group this afternoon, but I just want to take a quick moment, and if you are watching our online service today and you're not following Jesus, you know, we've been talking about preparing room in your life uh, for for someone to help you on your journey with God and discipleship. Well, maybe you, the first thing you need to do is prepare room in your life for Jesus. <laughs> maybe you haven't been following him. Maybe you, 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 you haven't accepted him into your life. When you invite Jesus into your life, a few things happen. One is you're forgiven. Your sin is wiped away. This is why Jesus came. This is why he died on the cross, and he rose again, he conquered sin. That, that sin that separated you, you from God, it's gone. In a moment when you accept Christ into your life, you're forgiven. Another thing that happens is you start a friendship with God. He comes into your life. You can know your creator. And the third thing that happens is that you have a forever with him, meaning that you will enter heaven one day, not based upon how good or bad you've been, no, but based upon how good he has been and how he has forgiven you. When you enter heaven one day, it's not going to be on your own merit. No, it's going to be on Jesus' grace. And on Jesus' merit, on how he has loved you and washed you clean of your sin, you will be able to enter heaven because of him. And if you want to accept Jesus today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. The words are going to come up on the screen, and I would love you to pray this to him as I pray it out loud. Come on, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again and today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we would love to help you on this journey of getting to know God. You know, it is the beginning of really the most amazing thing you can do with your life is to live for God. It's like there's nothing in this world that compares to living for your creator. Amen. We'd love to send you a Bible. We'd love to invite you to church. Come on, message us on Facebook, Instagram. There's a connect with us button on our website where you can get in touch. And if you're not in our area, we would love to help you find a church in your area because this is what's going to help you grow in your understanding of God, grow in this journey with him. Well, hey, have a blessed week and we will see you uh, guys. I'll see you this afternoon at connect and we'll see you next week at church. Amen.